Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're talking winners and losers from week 11 of the NFL season next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer to recap what you need to know from Sunday's games. And we'll start with some injuries. And I think we'll we'll start, I guess, with the game that's currently happening while Adam and I are recording this, which is the Sunday night football game between the Chiefs and Chargers, where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire left early with an injury. Kadarius Toney left with a hamstring injury. Mike Williams had an aggravation of that high ankle sprain on a really nice diving catch, and he's been ruled out for the game. A lot of injuries in that one. That's going to be something to keep an eye on moving forward. We also had Justin Fields leave with a non. He finished the game, but he had a non-throw, non-throwing shoulder injury. Um, also was limited in the second half of the, that game with a hamstring injury. I think he only had 12 rushing yards in the second half. Joe Mixon left with a concussion. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan went nuts, had three receiving touchdowns in this game. Uh, he'll be one of the top priorities on waivers if it looks like Joe Mixon's going to miss some time. Worth noting, in 2017, he missed two games with a concussion. That was the last time he had a concussion in the NFL. Uh, Kyle Pitts left with a knee injury. Early indications are that it's not super serious. Unfortunately, we cannot say the same thing for Rondale, Wandale Robinson, who potentially suffered a serious knee injury in this one. He was having a breakout game. I think his first 100-yard game as an NFL player. So that was frustrating. The Giants very shorthanded at the wide receiver position heading into the short week. Adam. Let's move on to some winners and losers. And why don't you hit us up with a winner from week 11? Well, it is related, actually. It's Darius Slayton. I don't know if I love him this week against the Cowboys because as long as Mark, Micah Parsons is playing and he also got hurt, you know, the pass rush should be right in the face of Daniel Jones. As we can all remember that Monday night game in week three. But I think going forward, you know, I, I expressed some skepticism with Darius Slayton, but he's the guy. He, you know, he is the man for the Giants, and I think what you're going to see is a lot of losses for the Giants, or at the very least, a lot of points allowed. Their defense is completely battered. They had a ton of injuries today. They came into the game beat up, so you're going to see a lot more pass attempts from Daniel Jones, and I got to tell you, he's actually not playing. He's playing pretty well this year, so he threw for well over 300 yards against the Lions. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but Darius Slayton is a guy that is a number three wide receiver going forward, has a boom potential most weeks, I'd say. Yeah, I think like a boomer bus wide receiver three. I mean, you talk about like, would you rather start him or DJ Moore right now? I think you might rather oh, start Darius Slayton. Let's drop DJ Moore. I mean, he's got the Broncos and then a bye. So I don't know what, you know, look, you don't have to drop DJ Moore because yeah. he could have good fantasy playoffs, but you're not using him either the next two weeks. So it's if Samaj P. Ryan is available and DJ Moore is your worst player, it's a no brainer. I mean, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is available, if Traylon Burks is available, I'd drop DJ Moore for any of those guys. Um I'll throw out David Montgomery as a winner for this one. Obviously, losing Justin Fields, that you know throws the Bears' offense into question somewhat, although I don't necessarily know if that would be terrible for David Montgomery's value just because the offense would be worse with Trevor Simeon. But I would imagine he's going to get more targets if Trevor Simeon's the starting quarterback. David Montgomery played 79% of the snaps today. That was what I expected with Khalil Herbert out. That was mostly what we saw early in this season, late in last season. So... I think as long as Khalil Herbert's out, David Montgomery is going to be 
probably a top 15 running back just based on volume alone. Um, you know, you'd rather have Justin Fields as the quarterback. It's going to lead to more uh, scoring opportunities. But I think even if Trevor Simeon has to start for a game or two, I'm not all that worried about what it means for David Montgomery. How about a loser from you, Adam? Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, it's hard to get away from him because you're not going to start a guy like Marcus Mariota over Lamar Jackson. And if you drafted Lamar Jackson, you may not even have a second quarterback. But I think yeah. it's really worth noting it's six of his last seven games with fewer than 20 fantasy points. He has terrible weapons outside of Mark Andrews. Um, I, I, you know, I think that if they get their running game going, it would be good for him. I just think it would be good overall for the offense, even if he's not throwing as many passes. But right now, cannot sit here and say that he is a must-start quarterback. You'd obviously have to have a, a very good option behind him, but I am losing a little bit of faith in Lamar Jackson while at the same time recognizing that he has 40-point upside because he is Lamar Jackson, but he's got more downside than ever before. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm, I'm all, also throw out from that game, Deontay Foreman, even in a game where the Panthers weren't really trailing by much, he just didn't do very much, and that's my concern is that you know, unless he's getting a really high volume of carries, he's not really going to do much for you. He's going to be a touchdown dependent RB3. Uh, Kenyon Drake, kind of the same thing. No Gus Edwards in this one. Kenyon Drake got 10 carries. Justice Hill got seven. And obviously, we mentioned DJ Moore had another bad game with uh, Baker Mayfield at QB. I, I can't say I hope Sam Darnold takes over, but it's just a bad, bad situation in Carolina. And I'll also just throw out, like, I feel like Kareem Hunt, we just kind of, default to hey kareem hunt's a startable rb3 right he's not he's rb40 <laughs> in points per game this season he has three games i believe with double digit ppr points he got five carries and two targets in this one he just does not get the ball uh, especially with you know uh jacoby Brissett at quarterback more likely to take off and scramble that's not going to change with deshaun watson so i just i look at kareem hunt as just basically a nick chubb handcuff at this point and, and nothing more, which is Dylan. Yeah, it's disappointing, but that's where we are at this point. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll be back tomorrow to take an early look at the week 12 waiver wire. And we'll see you then. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.